0: Hello and good morning to you. Thank you for joining me here on the Daily Bible Reading Show. It's Saturday, the 5th of June, um, 10 30 in the morning here in Cambridge. And we're looking at our second passage for the day. We looked at Revelation chapter 7 this morning in Mitzvah McCormick. This is our second passage for the day in Deuteronomy chapter, chapter, chapter 9. So let's pray and have a look. And listen at Deuteronomy chapter 9. Heavenly Father, help us to hear your words speaking to us today. Your promises, your words of rebuke, even your words of salvation and restoration to those who listen and obey your word. Help us to hear in such a way that we might repent and turn to you, that we might listen and receive life in your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So hello again, if you just joined us, this is a daily Bible reading show. We are looking at Deuteronomy chapter 9, and this is verse 1. Here, O Israel, you are to cross over to, over the Jordan today, to go into dispossessed nations, greater and mightier than you, cities great and fortified up to heaven, a people great and tall, the sons of the Anakim, whom you know, and of whom you've heard it said who can stand before the sons of Anak? Know therefore today that he who goes over before you as a consuming fire is the Lord your God. He will destroy them and subdue them before you. So you shall drive them out and make them perish quickly as the Lord has promised you. So it's interesting that God sets before them the formidable people they're about to conquer the Anakim uh, these giants these really really terrifying people and there's a saying about them verse 2 who can stand before them who can sa- stand before the sons or the descendants of Anak and the implication is that you can't do this <laughs> you know you can't do this you're you're going over this River Jordan to, to take possession of this land of this people who are much greater much more powerful than you but God says I can do this no verse 3 that the one who goes before you is a consuming fire it's the Lord your God God can do this and God will do this on your behalf verse 4 do not say in your heart after the Lord your God has thrust them out before you it is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land whereas it is because of the wickedness the wickedness of these nations that the lord is driving them out before you not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart are you going in to possess their land but because of the wickedness of these nations the lord your god is driving them out before you that he may confirm the word that the lord swore to your fathers to abraham to Isaac and to Jacob so it's this comparative goodness that God is almost warning us about we think that we are good because they're bad <laughs> we think that we are better than them or because God has judged them and not us and in a way yes you know they're more evil they deserve judgment but it doesn't mean that you're good that's that's the point. Just because God has driven them out, God has poured out judgment on those people, doesn't mean that number one you're strong, and number two that you're you're good. Uh, whereas God says, verse four, it is because of the wickedness of these nations. Verse five, not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart. It's not that you're better than them, that they're worse than you, but that God is. Well, he will judge sin and he's gracious towards you know even his people even his sinful people who are not upright that's the point who are not strong who are not more noble than the people whom he is judging before them but also there's that element of promise god has promised that he would do this for their forefathers verse at the end of verse 5 uh, the Lord your God is driving them out before you that he may confirm the word that the Lord swore to your father. So God has really promised he would do this. And this is just the fulfillment of that promise to your fathers, to your, to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you're just receiving in that sense, the fulfillment of something that maybe wasn't directly given to you, but you're receiving the benefits of it anyway. You think of receiving an inheritance, say your parents have worked so hard to earn whatever money, to bring you to a life that you have now. You know, it's because of their fulfillment because of uh, something that they did that you now receive like the overflow of that blessing not because of you again but because of that overflow because of that faithfulness that God has given in that promises to Abraham that you now now receive this Israel as Abraham's children I I probably didn't explain that very well (laughs) I do apologize but let's move on verse 6 and know therefore that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stubborn people. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day you came out of the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. Even at Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath and the Lord was so angry with you that he was ready to destroy you. When I, Moses speaking of himself, when I went up the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. And the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. And on them were all the words that the Lord has spoken with you, on the mountain out of the midst of the fire on the day of the assembly and at the end of the forty days and the forty nights the lord gave me the two tablets of stone the tablets of the covenant then the lord said to me arise go down quickly from here for your people whom you brought out from egypt have acted corruptly they have turned aside quickly out of the way that i commanded them they have made themselves a metal image. And God here reminds them in the central section of this whole chapter of, you know, of promise they're going to take over this land and they're going to kick out all these evil people, that they're evil. Reminds them of the most horrible mess up, the biggest mistake they ever made before God when God almost destroyed them. Right when God was giving them their law, giving them you know, the 10 commandments through Moses, they were rebelling against God and God says, I remember that. And the question is, do you? Do you remember this horrible sin, this horrible desire to rebel against God that you acted out when I was so good to you in saving you from Egypt? He calls them, verse six, a stubborn people. And the idea there is not it is to reinforce the idea that, you know, it's not just a one-off thing. You're you're stubborn in that you just refuse refuse to change there is still that dna inside of us inside of me that will take every opportunity to sin against god to turn my back on him and god says you know the way to remember not to do this is to remember that you did this before and that's a very humbling thought the times in which god reminds us that we are sinful or maybe even specific times that we've rebelled against him and the worst time in fact It's so that we do not do this again. It's so that we remember that there's always this propensity, this temptation to turn our backs on God. Verse 13, Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I've seen this people and behold, it is a stubborn people. That same phrase again, literally stiff-necked. You know, they just can't change. They can't turn their necks. They're just stuck in their ways. Verse 14, Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven. And I will make you, speaking to Moses, I will make you a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mountain, and the mountain was burning with fire. And the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands, and I looked, and behold, you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had made yourselves a golden calf. You had turned aside quickly, from the way that the Lord had commanded you. So I took the two tablets and threw them out of my two hands and broke them before your eyes. Then I lay prostrate before the Lord as before 40 days and 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all the sin that you had committed in doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure that the lord bore against you so that he was ready to destroy you but the lord listened to me that time also and the lord was so angry with aaron that he was ready to destroy him and i prayed for aaron also at the same time then i took the sinful thing the calf that you had made and burned it with fire and crushed it grinding it very small until it was finest dust And I threw the dust of it into the brook that ran down from the mountain. The phrase that you see repeated here again and again in the section we just read is how the Lord is angry. The Lord is angry. The Lord is angry. Verse 18, the Lord to provoke him to anger. Verse 19, I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure Uh, verse 20 and the Lord was so angry with Aaron and it reinforces that you know sin is just so so uh, heinous so so despicable makes God angry when he sees my sin and your sin and there was a time when God wanted to destroy us because of our sin and what made it better was not us it's not that we we then said sorry but as someone stood in our place, Moses, he bowed down prostrate before God and begged for our forgiveness on our behalf. He did it for us. We didn't do it for ourselves. Someone stands in between. And here Moses is foreshadowing Jesus, someone whom God has a relationship with, someone who God has pleasure with, God, someone God will listen to. And therefore, for his sake, for Jesus' sake, we are forgiven of our sin. He takes our displeasure if you like he takes our judgment he takes god's anger and so we receive his pleasure his blessing his forgiveness verse 22 at tabera also and at masa and Kibroth hatava you provoked the lord to wrath. the idea is that this happened again and again and again <laughs> and when the lord sent you from kadesh bernia saying go up and take possession of the land i had given you then you rebelled against the commandment of the lord your god and did not believe him or obey his voice you have been rebellious against the lord from the day that i knew you all these different events you know from massa you know the complaining and the arguing and uh, against god and even kadesh bernia when they wouldn't go into the land again and again and again, they sinned and turned against God. This is something that they've had a long history of doing. Verse 25, So I lay prostrate before the Lord for these 40 days and 40 nights, because the Lord had said He wouldn't destroy you. And I prayed to the Lord, O Lord God, do not destroy your people and your heritage, whom you've redeemed through your greatness, whom you've brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand remember your servants abraham isaac and jacob do not regard the stubbornness of the people or their wickedness or their sin lest the land from which you you brought us say because the lord was not able to bring them into the land that he promised them and because he hated them he has brought them out to put them to death in the wilderness for they are your people and your heritage whom you brought out by your great power and by your outstretched arm. So this is the flip side of remembrance. On one side we've seen that we need to remember that we are sinful. That we have done all these things deserving of death of God's judgment and we've done it again and again and again. And you would imagine the flip side to that is to remember God's goodness. Remember God's salvation and that's true but here interestingly God is caused to remember or rather how do you put this moses uses the word remember applying it to god not to us we are supposed to remember our sin but god is supposed to remember his faithfulness his power his salvation and so uh, where where does it say at verse 27 remember your servants abraham isaac and jacob here is moses and this is a very bold thing to do Imagine going up to God and saying, God, do you remember you made those promises? God, do you remember those are your people? God, do you remember that you said you would do this and you're good and you're gracious? And God says, oh yeah, okay, thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Which is strange, you know, God would know everything. Why would he forget? But again, here's the special role of Moses, to remind God of his character, of his promises, to us and someone then who stands on be we can't do this because we have no right to do we are sinful before god but because he is good and he is holy and therefore this word that he's spoken to us of salvation is true we can remind god you are good you're holy well we can't do this but moses can do this jesus does this and in a way he gives us the ability to do this through jesus word through this word here now here is this record of all the times God responded to our sin with grace all the time God responded to our death to our slavery with salvation with freedom with this blessing and essentially this reminder is for us but also for God it's a reminder to God that he has promised to do this and therefore he will and I get I don't know what that does for you for me it's just such a reassurance (laughs) It's such a reassurance that God has promised that he will save us, that he has forgiven us, and he will redeem us all the way to the end. You know, if we didn't have, imagine if we didn't have this word, we didn't have this guarantee, how would you know? How would you know that you're a Christian? How would you know that you will be forgiven of that sin that you did? How would you know that God even loves you if not for God's own word to us, own promises to us? That says, Yes, I do love you. Yes, I have sent Jesus Christ to die for your sins on your behalf, even though you could not do it, but I sent him to do it on your behalf. And yes, you are my child, and you will be with me at the end of the age for all of eternity. If God did not say these things, we would not have an inch you know even a slightest notion of assurance of of of, that we, we couldn't even say this that that you know we are forgiven you know what right do we have to do this but it's because god has said this to us and god's word is true that we can say this to ourselves and 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 we can even say this humbly of course we can even say this back to god in prayer and in praise before a god who has blessed us with his word who will save us our sins. That's Deuteronomy chapter 9. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, I should mention uh, that today is the 200th day of the Daily Bible Reading Show. So we have some, well, we have the usual stuff happening today. I'm just going to cover through the passages today. But I'm also doing something interesting. Thanks to Dorna for that uh, suggestion to do a food challenge. So that's something I'm planning out. There's this food illustration challenge. I have all these four passages I'm reading today. I did uh, Revelation chapter 7 this morning. I just finished, well, I just covered uh, Deuteronomy chapter 9. That's the episode you're listening to now. I have these two other episodes. But in addition to all this, I'm also going to do an illustration for each one. Uh, I haven't decided yet how to do this, but I did some shopping this morning, got some interesting food items, and so I'm going to choose a different food item for each passage, and I might do either maybe a short video for each one or maybe a long video compiling all of them. I haven't decided that yet, but look out for that, and thank you again for joining me today looking at Deuteronomy chapter 9. Why don't we pray together, compare, compare uh, commit this, this time to God. Thank you so much, Father, that you speak your truth to us, revealing even your will and your forgiveness to us in Christ. Remind us of our sin, but remind us also of our salvation through our Savior, through our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might look to him, we might hold on to him, and we might trust in him and in Jesus alone. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Take care, God bless, and see you soon. See you soon in the next one. Take care, bye.